Here we go. We're back. Episode 13, baby. The second string pod. It's pretty wild to think about. This is the 13th one I've done. It's kind of crazy. I feel like I've done like five of these, but we're going to keep on rolling, baby. Two a week, two a week, two a week. Eventually, once sports start and there's more shit where it's like, I don't need to manufacture stuff to talk about. I'm going to try to hit three. I'm going to try to do the like release schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So do on Sunday, do on Tuesday, do on Thursday. That's the plan once sports start. And then they'll just be shit to talk about every day. It's a little trickier now. Cause like, thank God is I was on the heater of a generation. So it's like every day there's, there's new MSU hoop stuff to talk about, which we'll touch on a bit again today. But other than that, like nothing's really going on. The Red Wings fucking stink. There's nothing NHL related. Pistons are the worst. Nothing NBA related for us. Baseball's starting though, but the Tigers are also the worst. So there's a fair chance that that's just not going to turn into anything anyway. Although, although my friends and I were talking about this the other day, 60 game season, law of averages, not going to have time to catch up with the Tigs. Yeah, I don't know. Torque and Riley Green started off just on a heater, beginner's luck, whatever you want to call it. They're hitting 300 through 30 games. Casey Mize has just got like a .01 ERA in his first like seven starts. I don't know. Law of averages, They that's why baseball plays 162 games. You let water find its level. You let the best players show that they're the best – we're not the best. We don't have the best players, but you know what we do have? A 60-game season. So we're going to be sheep. We're you know, The expression is you're a wolf in sheep's clothing. The Detroit Tigers are going to be sheep in wolves' clothing. We're going to play a 60-game season, and there's a chance we're going to do some shit. I don't But what if they go like 40 and 20 somehow? Like that's probably a playoff record, right? They're damn close. But then, but then we play a good team, and it's like, oh shit, sheep in wolf's clothing. You take the you take the blanket off. You're like, these aren't a wolf. They're a delectable meal to be roasted over a spit for seven to nine hours, and then salted and eaten at a later date with dinner. But, but the law of averages will not be able to handle us. Maybe, maybe. I was actually thinking about that the other day. Would you rather – I mean, the Tigers are terrible. The The state of the Tigers right now, would you rather have the Tigers go like, yeah, let's say 40 and 20 and make the playoffs, but we're going to just get spanked? Maybe not. Maybe they like went somehow pull off the first-round series, but then they get spanked. Or it's – I mean, it's just you know the Tigers are bad. The law of averages didn't catch up to us. We somehow sneak into the playoffs. Obviously, we're going to lose. So, A, you make the playoffs, or B, we're terrible. We win like 10 games and get the first pick again. I feel like that's actually kind of a tough decision because I don't know what the Tigers haven't been even decent in like four years, five years. So it would be cool. I mean, it'd be cool if the Tigers were like 500 this year. Like that would be pretty exciting. I think – not only for baseball fans in Detroit, but just fans of sports in Detroit in general. The Pistons have no signs of getting any better. The Red Wings, I trust the Iser plan, I do, but they're still like minimum, minimum two years away from being a decent team. 
not even competing for playoff spots and let alone Stanley Cups, but they're like two years away from being an okay hockey team. At least, maybe even three years away. Not getting Lafreniere hurts that. And then the Lions, it's a crapshoot. Who fucking knows any year with the Lions? They could go 11 and 5 one year and then 3 and 13 the next. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. They're going to go 16 and 0 this year, but they could also go 4 and 12. So I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if the Tigers, yeah, even 30 and 30, like it'd be some sort of like virality. Is that, that's the correct word there? Viral? You're like healthy. Some virality, put that one in your vocab book, tuck it in the pocket, bookmark that one for later. Virality in the city, in the sports culture in the city. Like it's just been, we're like a, we're like one of those zombies in Walking Dead. We're just like a dead man walking, literally, sports wise. It's like, oh, the Pistons showed up today. All right. Well, we're going to destroy them. Oh, the Red, oh, the Red Wings, that was nice of them to show up. They're going to lose by six. Like we're like, a punching bag for teams. Tigers, no different. It's like, oh, we roll into the Dodgers place or we we go to Boston. They're like, oh, sweet. This is pretty much an off day today. Like I'm going to throw in like two whole tens throughout the course of this game and I'm going to be buzzing my ass off and I'm still going to go three for four with two home runs on these guys. I mean, that's probably how like Mookie Betts felt last year. He's like, I'm going to get baked off of ten or off of dip. And I'm going to put up a career day today because we're playing the Tigers. So it'd be cool for a little bit of just something, really. Something to watch, something to root for, something to like be a little bit excited about. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or win the World Series, or I'm not going to, I'm not saying they're going to do anything, but it would be nice if they could go like 500. I don't know. But then on the flip side, it's like, you know this roster's terrible. You know even if we do go 500, it's because the law of averages didn't catch up with us because we're only playing 60 games. So on the flip side, it's like this team's terrible. Give us the first pick again. Let's get another. Let's get another Spencer Torkelson in the clubhouse. So, I mean, long game, long game. Obviously, I would say let's take the number one pick and just get the best player available. But short game as a guy who. Like, I like watching the NBA. I like watching the NHL, NFL, everything. I like watching all these sports. But I think I speak for everyone when I say it's so much better. I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's so much better when your team, not even when your team's in it, but when you're watching your team and you're like, you never know who's going to win. Like, that's the thing. I don't need the Tigers to be dominant and one of the best teams in baseball to have fun. It's like, I just want to watch a game and be like, there's like a 50-50 shot the Tigers win tonight. Because last year, you flip on a game, it's like, I, I have a better chance of finding 20 bucks on the ground than the Tigers winning tonight. Like, literally. So that's just a depressing thought. And when you turn on a game, you're like, am I really going to sit here for three hours just to watch us end up losing by 10? No. I'll just turn on the office for the 90th time. That's all. So, tough tough argument. I don't, it's something interesting to think about just because – it would be cool to have something to root for and something to watch, especially after being so just droughted for sports and the Pistons and Wings aren't in either of those tournaments. And we'll see what happens with the NFL. But it would be nice to have one, like having a team to watch, having them not just be complete dog shit would make it much more interesting. But they probably will be. Who knows? Anyway, Eric Ebron, I need to talk about this guy. This dude is a fucking loser, man. Eric Ebron again today. I don't know how it all started. Oh, no, I do know how it all started. 
So I guess Eric Ebron, that dumbass, liked a tweet. I don't have the tweet pulled up. Something like uh, Eric Ebron was great with Andrew Luck or something. Matt Stafford was holding him back in Detroit. Some shit like that. Dude, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, you idiot? Oh, number one, number one, that tweet makes no sense. What did he play? One year with Andrew Luck? It's called the fluke, you moron. Take a statistics class one time. It's called uh, it's called an anomaly is what it's called. Take one statistics class. Take AP statistics at Troy High School for me one time. Take that class once. He was in Detroit. Well, how long? We had him like four years, five years. The dude, he's he's the, he's the worst football player I've seen play football. No, I take that back. He's the worst athlete I've seen play a professional sport in my entire life. Like, and I, I, I don't get me wrong. Clearly, I fucking hate the guy. He's the worst. He was the worst player I've ever seen. And he, every like, it's like every six months, he just starts chirping Detroit fans on Twitter. Dude, get a fucking grip, man. Two things, Eric. Two things. A, if you like the tweet, people are going to come for your head. What the hell do you expect? Like, you, you know everybody in Detroit hates you, right? Like, as soon as you like that tweet, as soon as you hit the little heart button, there are arrows coming for your brains from the Twitter sphere. There are Twitter finger arrows coming for your eye sockets, brother. And I don't know how you, A, I don't know how you don't like already understand the concept of that because it's like the most obvious thing in the world. Did you see what happened to Kevin Durant when he does? He was incredible in Oklahoma City. And all he decided to do was sign a contract once he became a free agent. And people like still hate the guy for it. Bro, if you were if you were catching if you were catching five touchdowns a year and getting seven hundred yards a year, we would love you. You would have no problems with Detroit. Now, if you were still liking tweets about Stafford being a bum and stuff, there would probably still be some problems. But then at the same time, it's like you were getting Detroit, no problem, whatever, do whatever you want. Dude, you were the worst player I've seen in my entire life. And I watched the Lions go 0-16 one year. I watched Joey Harrington play quarterback for a season. And you're the worst player I've seen in my entire life. Honestly. Dude, this guy, so this guy gets on here and starts he likes the tweet. People from Detroit come for said, obviously, because it's fucking Twitter. What else do you expect? And this dude, he pro- his brain's probably like the size of a ballpoint pen, like the tip of a ballpoint pen. So this dude, all of a sudden, people start coming for his head. And he's like, man, y'all, you guys are obsessed with me. Like, Detroit people never give it up. Bro, you're going around liking tweets, calling Matt Stafford a bum. You don't do you understand like not only in the Twitter sphere alone, which just amplifies everything, but just as a fan in general, and it's the Lions. We haven't won dick in uh, since I've been alive. People are itching, and there's no sports on right now. People are itching for people like you to say stupid shit so they can come at your throat and body bag you. And then Eric Ebron goes and acts like. Oh my God, why are all these people coming after me? And then he gets back. He, he starts chirping Detroit fans on Twitter, like random people. He'll start chirping. He said, uh, 
he he responded to some article. I can't remember who posted it. Some article goes, should the Lions have gotten rid of Eric Ebron sooner or give him more of a ch- – no, no, yeah. It was, should the Lions have given Ebron more of a chance from whenever? I don't know. Maybe last year with the Colts. I don't know. Who cut you too, by the way, you dummy? And you're going to do horrible in Pittsburgh this year. Big Ben's going to throw you the ball? That 45-year-old decrepit – broken boot broken ankle having dudes gonna throw you throw you the football you could you couldn't even catch it if there was glue stuck to the ball anyway the the article goes um should the lines have given more of a chance to ebron and he responds and says no you should have cut me sooner dude what do you expect is going to happen like honestly does he expect detroit people are gonna show up and go oh man Good one, Eric. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, the Lions stink. No. If you were – you could have been Jerry – you could have been Barry Sanders. If Barry Sanders said, no, nah, I wish I would have retired sooner, the Lions suck or something like that, people would be like, what the fuck, Barry? Who are you talking about, man? And you were the complete opposite player of Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, running back to ever play football. You're you're undoubtedly the worst tight end to ever play the game of football. And you're going to go around saying shit like that and expect Detroit Lions fans to not want to just put you six feet under the app named Twitter? Obviously, they're going to. It 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 really boggles my mind how he sits on there and then he, he'll start being like, man, why do you guys tweet me all the time? Why are you so obsessed with me? Dude. Can you read? Have you been reading these? You're just taking shots at the Lions and at Detroit. Obviously, people are going to come back at you. It's so fucking infuriating, especially because I know he has millions of dollars and I don't. And that dude dude couldn't catch anything. I could hand that dude a football and he would drop it. I could literally, I could literally tape a football to his hand and he would somehow drop it. He might lose his entire hand. That dude's that dude may as well have trampolines stapled to the end of his arms. He may as well. I'm looking at his stats. So his rookie year, I can't remember. Was this twenty? Was that 2015? I want to say it was. Or no. Yes, 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 yes. His rookie year, he had a 7.1 drop percentage. So seven percent of the time he's targeted. He drops it. So that's not even that's not even counting. Um, oh no, his rookie year was 8.5 drop percentage. So that's not even counting balls that are just poorly thrown or whatever. Cause that's yeah, that's a different story. So target is if I throw it to Ebron and it goes 10 feet over his head, but I was throwing it to Ebron, and that's technically a target. So these are the drops percentage doesn't even count like it's accounting those for targets because it's just drops divided by targets so these actual drop percentages like balls dropped that hit his hands is probably higher 8.5 rookie or 7.1 the next and then 2017 8.2 drop percentage seven drops on 85 targets highest than highest in the nfl and then this season, so this season, articles from 2018, he's tied for ninth in the NFL, three drops on 26 targets for, for a drop percentage of 11 and a half. 
and he was booed by Lions fans at Ford Field in week five after dropping a would-be touchdown in the first quarter against Carolina. I've seen so many balls go through this, this dude's hands. It, it, it's incredible. It really is incredible. I, like, I don't even get it. So I played high school football. I didn't even play wide receiver. I didn't go to college. I didn't – well, I didn't go to college for football. I didn't go to the NFL. I, if you threw me 100 footballs, I'd drop like three, I think. I'm not saying I'm better than Eric Ebron, but I am better than Eric Ebron. He's – sure, Eric Ebron's 6'4", 250. I'm 5'10", I don't know, 170 maybe. Put me in like those those catch-offs. You remember those? I think they would do them during Super Bowl week or like on Ridiculousness maybe. Something weird like that. Or no, Sports Nation where they would just have a bucket of footballs and you would just have to catch as many as you could in whatever, like 30 seconds. I would destroy Eric Ebron in that. I would annihilate Eric Ebron in that. He can't catch anything. I really don't understand. Like in college, I didn't know who he was out of UNC. I was, I just – the Lions took him sixth or seventh or whatever it is, and I said, oh, all right, we got this athletic tight end from UNC. I'm, I'm excited for him. He's going to toast linebackers and make mismatch problems all across all across the field. Um, yeah, I was wrong about that because I didn't realize – well, I guess I just didn't think about the fact that if he never catches it, it doesn't matter how many mismatch problems he creates. Anyway, and then he got cut in Indy. Now he's in Pittsburgh, probably on a minimum deal because he's fucking terrible. I'm sure he's going to do terrible there. Pittsburgh's washed. They missed their window. If Big Ben plays quarterback this year for him, I hate to say it, but I think they're going to be awful. Like, I've had Big Ben on a few fantasy teams. Nothing really against the guy other than raping women and stuff. Not a great look, Ben. It's kind of fucked up. But he's like 50 now, and, I mean, he hasn't looked good in like three years. His foot is literally just broken, I think. I think he just lives with a broken foot or broken ankle, whatever his problem is. I really do. That dude wears a uh, those, like, cast boot things. He just, like, wears those like they're Air Force Ones. It's just part of his daily wardrobe. So I'm sure he'll be terrible. He's the worst. Eric Ebron is the worst. And after today, I vowed to make – Um, I think he's right now is just my mortal enemy number one as far as – as far as everything in this whole content world that I'm starting to dip my toe into goes, as far as Detroit sports goes, as far as this podcast goes, as far as my t-shirts go, everything, as far as everything goes, Eric Ebron is enemy number one. I'm probably going to make an Eric Ebron stinks video or no shirt. One of these days, I'm going to make a bl- I may yeah, either tomorrow or tonight after this, I'll do a blog probably tomorrow. And it's just going to be a highlight reel of Eric Ebron catching balls that go straight through his hands. He's the worst tight end that's ever played. He's the worst athlete that's ever played sports. He's the worst. And one more thing. I'm going to take a break after this, and then we'll get into a little bit of MSU hoops. All fan mail, just a touch on MSU hoops and then something else. One more thing. If you're a Lions fan, so I saw this one, this one, I can't remember who it was, some dude on Twitter going, I stand with Ebron or some shit like that, like saying I think the idea is like the Lions are a shitty situation, so it's not his fault, something like that. 
don't get me wrong. The Lions, not a great franchise to be a part of. I mean, we lose fucking constantly. We're literally, other than Cleveland, the worst franchise in the NFL probably. Um, but you can't, I don't care who we are. I don't care who we are. If you, I don't care if we're Rutgers in the Big Ten. If you watched those games and saw some of those plays Eric Ebron fucked up, you cannot look at me with a straight face and tell me it wasn't his fault. Some of those games. Maybe not the whole game. Maybe him dropping three passes in a game didn't cost us the game. But eh, it may have. I mean, he definitely cost us a couple. That's for sure. And And that's the thing, too. It's like, all right, fine. You know, if Kenny Galladay drops a pass this year, it's like, all right. He, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. He fucking gets a pass. He's a beast. Kenny Galladay, drop a pass here and there. Absolutely drop a pass here and there. When you're Eric Ebron and you're dropping everything, it feels it literally felt like minimum once a game he'd drop a pass. That just was directly to him. And then he gets on Twitter and complains about the fans booing him and shit like that. Dude, grow up, man. Figure out how to do your job. Like, what do you mean? You're in the public eye. You're a fan. You're you're a player on a massive market NFL team. Obviously, people are going to be pissed when you suck ass at your job. And it's probably the easiest part of your job. Blocking is probably a lot harder than catching a fucking ball that's right on your numbers. And then there's those clips. There's that clip against the Bears where, no surprise, he just completely misses his block. And then Theo Riddick breaks a tackle. And Eric Ebron... Eric Ebron's turned the other way, just like pouting because he sucks dick at football. And Theoretic is still juking Bears defenders in the backfield. And Eric Ebron's literally looking the opposite direction. There's a play going on behind him, and he's just got hands on his hips looking the other way, like wondering why he decided to play football and didn't work at McDonald's instead. Probably because he has millions of dollars. So I guess I'll give Eric Ebron that. He's rich. I'll give him that. But he sucks. He's a loser, and he's the worst at football. All right. Um, but I didn't finish my point anyway. So this guy stands with Eric Ebron. I'll sum it up real quick. If you stand with Eric Ebron, you have zero integrity. You should not be a fan of the Detroit Lions. If you defend Eric Ebron over the lines and don't acknowledge the sins he committed in Ford field, you do not deserve to be a fan of the Lions. You have no integrity with the Lions. And as far as I'm concerned, I won't acknowledge you as a fan of the Detroit Lions. Plain and simple. If you don't know, if you don't agree or acknowledge Eric Ebron and his heinous acts, you're either an idiot or I don't know. I mean, you got to be an idiot, right? You're either an idiot or you're just a dickhead who says it to mess with people. Either way, I hate you. All right, quick break, and then we're going to do a little bit of MSU, and then I got a, I got a weird little story about my life, I guess. All right, be right back. <laughs> All right, two things. Real quick, is it weird to have a backup baseball team, like a second team? I've never been a second team guy. Football, no. Football, I feel, is too intense to have a second team. Like, I I just care so much about the Lions. I just can't even imagine caring even a little bit about another team. Hockey, same way. Like, it's just too intense. I feel like you get too attached to the players and shit. Maybe it's because those are, like, more violent games. Um, Because, yeah, basketball, I have a second favorite team. I mean, like the Pistons, I don't don't tell anyone, but I don't really care about that much. But, like, I fucking love Steph Curry and those Splash Bro Warriors teams. Oh, man. Definitely my favorite teams to watch in the NBA. So, I guess I have a second favorite team in basketball. But I'm thinking, like, the Tigers, 
even though I said all that stuff earlier about the law of uh, law of averages not being able to catch up to us, we're going to be fucking terrible this year. That's probably, I mean, that's just the reality. Like, there's a 95% chance we're just horrible. And by the time the 10th game ends, we're like, all right, this season's over. So I'm thinking second team. Took a trip out last summer to San Diego. Shout out Los Ministros de Solana Beach. Um, shout out Fidel's best Mexican food I've never had. If you're ever in San Diego, you want some authentic Mexican cuisine. This stuff's straight from Tijuana. Fidel's tacos, Fidel's burritos. They sell it all. Fidel's. That's a free ad right there. Fidel's get him in contact with me. I'll eat tacos for free. I don't care. Anyway, the pods, the San Diego Padres went to a game at Petco Park last summer. Electric. That park is beautiful comerica is pretty damn nice and we have a great skyline but damn petco is petco is unreal the skyline too also the night i was there like the most beautiful sunset i've ever seen the sky was like purple orange blue yellow red it was incredible i would have loved to have i mean never mind but it was beautiful it was beautiful pods won too which was sick i I haven't seen the tigers win in like over a year i went to like four games last year They won like six games at home the entire season. So that was fun seeing a team win. But I might go with the pods. Is that weird though? Second team in baseball? I feel like that's pretty normal. I feel like NBA and MLB are the two two leagues where it's like more common for people to have have a second team based on whatever. Maybe the city they live in now, not their hometown, or there's a player. NBA definitely like players, just following players kind of thing. But I don't know. I think I'm going to roll with the pods this year. I've always been a Cubs guy, too. Cubs have always been a team. I don't know why. Even before the World Series, I will have I will let you know, before the World Series, I've also just liked the Cubs. I can't really explain why. I think it's just because the whole, like, lovable loser thing kind of resonates with me, just being a Lions fan. It's like, I feel that. I feel that to my bone. So, I don't know. And they're, I don't know, they're branding, like, the name Cubs, their colors, Wrigley, the logo. I, Chicago, I love too. I love the city of Chicago. I don't know. It's weird. I just I just really like the Cubs. So the pods might mix it into that rotation. Tigers, I'm a Tigers, Pods, Cubs guy for this year. The, the Cubs have been my NL team, but I might have to throw the pods in. I have a few friends out there too that are obviously the San Diego. They don't have the Clippers anymore. They don't have the Chargers. Pod's the only thing they got in San Diego, so these guys are obsessed with the Padres, so I, that also makes it kind of fun being around people who like really, really care about baseball because most of my friends around here, eh, it's like no one really gives a fuck kind of thing, not about the Tigers at least. Being terrible doesn't help, but Pod's might be my squad. Anything. Anyway, other thing I want to do real fast, I got a – actually, I might just end it after this. So a little fan mail here. Fletch, first time, shout out Fletch, first recurring messenger of the show. God damn, I can respect that. I appreciate that, Fletch. Thank you. Thank you for sending me, giving me shit to talk about. I appreciate that, man. All right, so I'm not going to get too deep into this. So his question goes, all right, I'm sure you'll discuss this, but here you go. With Tillman possibly, probably coming back, should our Spartans be favorites to win not only this season, but next season as well? And if we don't win either year, should Izzo just call it a career and ride out into the sunset? Interesting question. So I talked a little bit last episode about 
Um, it looks like Tillman, or it seemed like Tillman was going to come back. He was going to announce he's coming back. So that still remains to be seen, but I talked about what that means. Today, today on Twitter, I said a little earlier, Tom Izzo's on the heater of a generation. Tom fucking Izzo, man. That dude may as well be Garrett Cole out there just in a 65-year-old's body. That dude's putting 99 on the black still. Another, another MSU prediction. This dude named Enoch Boyakie. I'm probably saying that wrong. Dude from Canada. Big man, I think. He's got like a seven. I don't know. I think he's like 6'10". I'm guessing 6'10". I think I saw that somewhere. 7'6 wingspan, I read. Dude is a top 20 player. He's in the class of 2022. So Imani Bates is here. Oh my God. I can't even fucking imagine. Anyway, class of 2022, top 20 player. He's rated, some places have him rated as a five star. Some people, some places have him rated as a four star. Um, I know usually like the 24 seven, that's like the main recruiting ranking service. They usually, the top 25 players, I believe, it's either top 20 or 25 players, I believe, in a class they give a five-star to. So that would qualify, this dude's top 20. I don't know what he is exactly, probably like 18 or something. That would qualify this Boyakia guy as a five-star, but he plays in Canada. So I know they're, like those Canadian dudes never get like that unless they're RJ Barrett or something. They never get the complete ranking clout, I guess, that they deserve. But this dude's supposed to be an animal. I don't want to talk about this too much because, like I said last time, I'm going to be doing these deep dives in MSU hoops is going to be – that's one of the first ones probably I'll be doing just because they're most relevant with everything that's going on with them. But I'm going to do a balls deep MSU, just run down the next like three, four years kind of thing, run down the roster, potential – Roster changes, who we may be getting, who we may be losing, why we should be expecting to win three natties in those years. But to answer Fletch's question, um, just real quick, without being too detailed, I think yes. So I think State this year, I think if they would have played the tournament, Big Ten tournament, no doubt we had to be the favorites this year. I think if we played the NCAA tournament this year, Maybe we're not the straight-up favorite, but I have to believe we would have been top four like favorite teams to win it. The way we were playing, Cassius Winston Tillman. Tillman Tillman at the end of this year was like, you you need to be like a top five pick to even think about scoring on him. It felt like, like Luca Garza got manhandled. Lamar Stevens got manhandled. These dudes were just these like bona fide scores. Okuru or – Oturu at Minnesota and then Kofi Coburn. Like these bona fide just beasts were like, looked like normal dudes against Tillman. And then Cassius Winston started just balling. He just started taking over games. He started getting everyone else into it. He started saying, it's my senior year. I'm not fucking losing. So I, 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 I think State would have won it. Obviously a little bit of homer there. But I watched them play the last 10, 15 games of that year. And we, we looked like a team that wasn't going to lose again. We really did. So this year, maybe we wouldn't have won it, but I think we going into the NCAA tournament, we would have been a top five favorite. Next year, again, I think we – I don't really know. I need to look at the rest of the Big Ten. I'm still knowing what we have and knowing Izzo and knowing Michigan State basketball. 
I still expect to win the Big Ten again next year. I, I expect a four-peat. Again, I don't want to get into it too much, but I expect a four-peat win next year. Following year, when Pierre Brooks comes in, um, Jaden Akins comes in. Well, if we get Jaden Akins, he comes in. Max Christie comes in. So Max Christie and Pierre Brooks for sure come in. Hopefully Akins commits. And then Imani and this Boakye dude are supposed to reclassify. If Imani comes and or Boakye, I think, again, we're going to have some older, some experienced dudes on that team too. Again, it's 100% we should win the Big Ten and be on that natty or bust. Next year too, I I would have liked, if you said take next year's team and this this year's team and who would you rather, or not who would you rather see, but who would you expect to win a natty? I would take this team this year with Cassius. I would give them a higher chance. But again, next year it's like, I expect us to go into the NCAA tournament, maybe not a top four favorite, but like a top eight, top 10 favorite to win it all. And then it's March. It's Tom Izzo. It's, you never know what's going to happen. Rocket Watts is going to be a bona fide game changer by then. He's going to be able to take over and score it well. And our, our, our freshman, Maddie Sissoko, I think is going to become a beast by the end of the year. So again, it'll be maybe not all out Natty or bust, but, it's going to be a team once we get into the NCAA tournament and it gets we we make it through the Sweet 16, we're in the lead eight. I'm going to be sitting there like, fuck it. It's it's natty or bust now. Like, this team is capable. Tom Izzo's capable. We're Michigan State basketball. Like, we're capable of winning it any year. Um, and, then, and then the year after that, if we get Imani or any of those, like that recruiting class is just the most loaded thing Izzo's ever seen. If we get that, it's natty or bust. It's Big Ten 100% and then natty or bust. The interesting part is in the next three years, if Izzo doesn't win one, I he's probably so salty this year, went down the drain just with all the guys he had, Cassius Winston. Oh, man. Between last year losing in the Final Four and this year going down the drain, he's already had some teams that I think not only me but state fans and basketball, college basketball people everywhere really did deep down think we're going to win it. But last year, once we beat Duke last year, you couldn't have, you couldn't have convinced me anyway. You couldn't have convinced me anyway. State wasn't winning at all. Going into that Miles, Jaron, Cassius, Langford year, you couldn't have convinced me anyway at all. We weren't winning it. We lost to Syracuse. That Denzel year, the Middle Tennessee year, I was convinced we were winning it all. Like every year, it's just this is our year again. This year, I was. If we get into the NCAA tournament. Well, when we get in, I was sitting there going, Cassius Winston and Tillman aren't losing a game. We're going to win it all. So he's already had so many, especially in the last few years. It's felt like every year for the last four or five years, outside of the Miles, um, Nick Ward, Cassius freshman year when we got whooped by Kansas, outside of that year. So four of the five last years, every year has felt like, uh, well, natty or bust kind of thing like we should win this year like we this is a team that is capable and should win it's natty or bust so i think if he goes another three especially next year maybe no cash is winston hurts but we are going to be a very good team next year and then the year after we are going to be if we get imani bates an outrageous team if imani bates comes and Rocket Watts stays, we're going to be an absurd team. If he doesn't win it either of those two years either, whew, then it's like we got Imani Bates, Max Christie, and Pierre Brooks, and hopefully Jaden Aikens coming in. And these guys like Rocket Watts still here, and he doesn't win again. 
Oh man. I mean, I wouldn't say Izzo should call it a career. Cause I would, I would bet right now between this year and next year, if you told me Imani Bates will be there in 2021, I would guarantee right now between this year and next year, he makes another final four and wins at least, if not both big 10 titles. But man, if he loses both of those years again, oh man, I'm never going to say he's a retired because he's a legend. And I do think he'll get that second. I do. I think if he stays, I don't know, what is he like 65? I don't know when the usual like coaching retirement age is like 70, 75. I, th- I do think he's going to get another one. So I don't want to say, and I would never say he should leave, but man, if I was Tom his I had just said they don't win it the next two years. And I'm looking, sitting there thinking six of the last seven years, I've gone into the season with at worst a top 10 team in the country. And by tournament time, all the experts, everyone everywhere is saying I'm a top four team to win it all. Whoo. I mean, not saying it'd make me quit, but that weighs. I, I got to believe that weighs on you. Izzo's got to be like, man, I just said fucking Kevin Durant. I had a young Kevin Durant and I couldn't get it done. Like I had Cassius Winston. I couldn't get it done. I had Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, and Cassius Winston on the same team and I couldn't get it done. So it's like it gets to the point where if you're Izzo, you probably start thinking, all right, fuck it. Sure, I have 10 Final Fours, 50 Big Ten titles, but I only have one championship. You know what? That's the way it is. I'm still a legend is what it is. So I, I can't really make a decision one way or another, but if if I if I'm him, if I'm Izzo, and we haven't won and Bates is gone, I I probably I seriously consider calling it a career unless he's got the next whatever number one recruit coming in or something like that. That would give him a strong reason to stay. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for the question, Fletch. I appreciate you guys mailing in, tweeting me, whatever. Um, I'm actually going to wrap it up there. I was going to try to tell a little interesting story or like a curb your enthusiasm type situation that's been occurring in my life, but I might do it next episode. Um, I think I'm going to record. I think my next time I'll record. So I'm doing this on Monday. I'll probably Wednesday hit one Wednesday and release that Thursday. I still haven't decided what I'm going to hit. I might do the MSU all in little MSU all in podcast, or I might do a music one like ranking top five artists in hip hop, whatever top five Eminem songs, some shit like that. I kind of want to do want to start talking about music more. Um, so I haven't really decided I'll keep you guys updated. Um, and you'll find out Thursday, I'm going to do something I'll have something out Thursday. It'll be funny. It'll be entertaining. It'll be worthwhile. And you're going to want to tell your friends. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. All the, all the repeat listeners. I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, I'm just kind of doing this for fun, but seeing it grow and seeing the listens go up and things like that and different people, shooting me messages saying great job, whatever supporting me. I really appreciate that shit. It's cool to see makes it definitely makes it more fun. Like I, I like, I like getting in front of a mic and just talking about sports and shooting the shit. I mean, this is what I do anyway. So I figure may as well kind of make a hobby out of it, but I wouldn't, I would be lying if I said, you know, if I knew zero people listened every week, I would still be doing it all the time. So it's cool to know people are out there paying attention, listening, think it's fun to listen to. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to be entertaining, trying to be funny, trying to 
give Detroit people kind of like the barstool type vibe that, you know, we don't have. So we'll see where it goes. We'll keep moving forward. Appreciate all the listeners. Tell your friends, tell whoever, tell your Detroit people, tell your people that like laughing at shit in sports. Um, appreciate it. New listeners. Hope you enjoyed again. If you want to send me a message, give me something to talk about, yell at me, whatever the fuck you want. Email me the second string Detroit at gmail.com. Second is two ND tweet me at Nick and I C K second string. And then you can follow the page on Instagram, the dot second dot string. So appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed. And I'm going to see you Thursday.